Welcome to the third season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. This ministry is here to teach you Bible truth. Teaching truth allows you to grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace. I sometimes read entire books in the Bible so you can know the story, not just the scripture. I also teach a series about a certain subject, so I want you to invite family and friends. Get your Bibles, grab a pen and paper so you can take notes. Now sit back, relax, and learn Bible truth. today find you and your family well today is sunday it is september the 18th of the year 2022 i am your host i am your teacher i am the founder of learning bible truth ministries dr Kamala d now today i will be sharing the last episode maybe just maybe of the epic series that Dr. Frederick Casey Price started back in the year 1997 entitled Race, Religion, and Racism. Now, the reason I just said maybe is because the way he ends this particular section, you may want to hear more. So if that's the case, you have to let me know if you want to hear more. And then I will probably share a couple of episodes in between the series that I started, uh, the epistle that Paul wrote to the Colossians, which uh, a lot of you are uh, listening to and are shocked about and are really enjoying. I mean, um, a lot of you are listening to it and praise God for that because it means you are seeking Bible truth. And that's why I'm here. That is why I am here. God knows who want to hear Bible truth, and he knows what particular audience he wants to listen to me. Because trust me, I have a lot of brothers and sisters in Christ who teach, who pastor, who are bishops, and God has shared uh, a lot of my, my sisters and brothers in Christ with them and has assigned them to teach. So uh, with that said, let's get this truth on the road with Dr. Frederick Casey Price. Children were, he didn't, uh, he didn't love Christians, Buddhists, um, Muslims, um, whatever. The Bible says that God so loved the world. So that says to me, God loves everybody. He loved everybody to such an extent that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever among all those people that God loved would have an opportunity to make a choice to accept God's son, okay? So the Lord is interested in everybody, okay? And so if people don't have the truth, then they can't take advantage of it. Now, Glenn R. Plummer, president of and, and CEO of L. Plummer Communications, WLPC Channel 26 in Detroit, Michigan, an affiliate of the Christian Television Network Incorporated, several years ago, did a five-part expose uh, called, uh, it actually was on the Nation of Islam, the NOI, and it was called Farrakhan Charismatic Beacon or Cult Leader. 
And in pursuing the information surrounding this, I came across information that was very, very, very astounding and yet very germane to us as Christians because there are, there are many people that have been attracted to uh, Islam in the United States and many in the black community through the black Muslim movement. And there, there are things that people need to know about it. You have a right to make whatever choice you want to make. But as I said earlier, you need to have accurate information when you make that choice. So there's some things that Minister Louis Farrakhan, who is a, is a dynamic speaker, many people listen to him, and uh, there's some things that Minister Farrakhan publicly states that are just not biblically correct. And Christians need to know it, and Muslims need to know it, and Buddhists need to know it, and... Um, Hindus need to know it, and everybody else that's in any kind of religion, they need to know this. So, roll the tape, gentlemen. Two-minute segment, and this will be the last time you'll have to hear this. Guaranteed. That 75% of what you read in the Bible referring to Jesus is referring to a future man. And 25% of what you read is referring to the man of 2,000 years ago who is considered a type. But the real question is, who is Jesus? Where will you find him? Then the scholars are going to have to sit down and meet on him. If the scholars agree that the Jesus of 2,000 years ago prefigured or gave us a picture of the real Jesus, then the historical Jesus is not the real Jesus, but the real Jesus is the one that the historical Jesus prefigures or gives us a type of. The historical Jesus was not the Messiah. The prophetic Jesus is the Messiah. The historical Jesus prefigured the Messiah. And that's why the Jews have never accepted the historical Jesus. They continue to look for the Messiah. They are not wrong. All right. <clears throat> now, I've never mentioned this before in reference to this tape. We've played it several times. But I don't know if you noticed in the background, and were aware in the background, the response of the audience. They were receiving that as gospel. They were receiving that as truth. And if you just listen to what the man said, it sounds reasonable if you don't know the Bible. Because he's dynamic, he's eloquent, he's forceful, and he got it together on that but I am frank to tell you that that information that we just heard, the fact that 25% of what the Bible says in reference to Jesus is talking about a historical Jesus, and 75% of what the Bible says about Jesus is talking about a prophetic Jesus, that is absolutely incorrect. That is not biblically supportable. I'm not dealing with Mr. Farrakhan. I'm dealing with the content of what he said because the people are not going to take the man inside of them they're going to take the truth or whatever they hear that's what's going into their mind not the man not me the word the information that comes out and that information is incorrect and i believe that that minister farrakhan needs to know this it, it, in other words if, if he's a if, listen if he's an honest man 
if he is an honest man and truly a seeker after the truth, I would have to conclude that he would want to know the facts. And the facts he presented are inaccurate facts. They are not correct. They cannot be supported by the Bible. So let's go on from where we left off last time. And that is in Ephesians chapter 1. Because what we need to do is to follow the biblical principle that says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Mr. Farrakhan made some very profound statements in the sense of talking about some very profound issues, but he gave us no scriptural proof, no scriptural references that I can check out. See? And Jesus was very clear when he was here, and he said, search the scriptures. He didn't just say read them. He said, search the scriptures because in them you think you have eternal life. And they, the scriptures, are they that testify of me. What he was saying, if you want to know about me, then search the scriptures because the scriptures are going to testify about me. Mr. Farrakhan gave us no scriptural references for the statement that he made when he said 25% of the Bible is that, that mentions the Jesus or mentions Jesus is talking about a historical Jesus and 75% of what the Bible says about Jesus is referring to a future man or a future Jesus. That's not in the Bible. That is not correct. That is inaccurate information and that's dangerous. It's dangerous. So if the Bible, if what he said was true, I ought to be able to find it in the Bible. I ought to be able to find scripture that says 25% of what I'm saying now, whoever it is that's speaking, 25% of what I'm saying is talking about the Jesus that came 2,000 years ago, a, the, the, the historical Jesus, and 75% of what I'm saying about Jesus refers to a future Jesus. So I've got to listen or read whatever is being said, and then I've got to dissect it, take out 25%, focus that on the Jesus that was here 2,000 years ago, 75% I've got to focus on the one that's coming in the future. Well, that's incorrect. I mean, it's not biblical supportable, biblically supportable. Now, if what he said was true, then we will not find or should not find anything in the Bible. He's the one that, he's the one that said what the Bible said. One Fred, he's the one very boldly said 25% of what the Bible says about Jesus is talking about the historical Jesus, the man of 2,000 years ago, and 75% of what the Bible says about Jesus is talking about a future man. He said it, you heard him, that's why I played it. See, nobody can accuse Fred Price of saying something that somebody else said when they didn't say it. You heard him. I wanted you to hear it. I know it's dangerous dangerous for me to take a chance to play that like that because it's going to look like I'm trying to gun for the man. I'm not interested in the man in the sense of going after him as an enemy. I don't consider him my enemy. He may consider me that. I consider him a man, a human, a black man, and a man that needs to know the truth, a man for whom Christ died, and a man who needs to get saved by accepting Jesus as his personal Savior and Lord. But he can't do that if he doesn't know the truth. So my point is we should not find any scripture about Jesus being the Messiah in the Bible because he said that the historical Jesus was not the Messiah. The historical Jesus means Mary's son, means the one they nailed to the cross 
means the one that was resurrected. That's the historical Jesus. The historical Jesus is the one that turned the water into wine. The historical Jesus is the one that walked on the water. The historical Jesus is the one that raised Lazarus from the dead after Lazarus had been dead for four days and his body had already begun to decompose. That historical Jesus, that Jesus, Mr. Farrakhan said, is not the Messiah. The Bible says otherwise. So, what did I tell you to turn to? Ephesians 1. Did I give you a verse? Well, you should be spiritual enough to know what the verse is without me having to tell you. All right. We want to begin reading in verse 15. Now, Mr. Farrakhan says that the historical Jesus was not the Messiah. All right, let's find out what Paul thought about. Paul was a Jew. Mr. Farrakhan's not a Jew. Fred Price is not a Jew. Paul was a Jew. Let's see what he thought about Jesus. All right. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, whoop, That's old, but it fits. All right, watch it now. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, notice how the Holy Spirit put that in there. Jesus Christ. Now, remember again, and I always have to say this because we have new people viewing and new people in the audience. The word Christ is the Greek word for Messiah, where the Hebrew word is Messiah. Both words mean the anointed one or the anointed of God. So, Paul is saying here, that the God of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the, of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ, Messiah, anointed one when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Now Paul said that the Jesus or that Christ which is Messiah God raised him from the dead. Well we all know from historical account and the Bible that Jesus Christ the historical Jesus Christ was crucified. Crucified means they kill you. They kill you graveyard dead. That's what crucifixion did. It killed you dead. And they buried him, and God raised him, and here's what God calls him. Watch this now. Verse 20, which he, God, worked in Christ or in Messiah or in anointed one when he, God, raised him, Christ or Messiah, from the dead and seated him, Christ, or Messiah, or anointed one, at his God's right hand in the heavenly places. Now, Mr. Farrakhan says that Jesus was not, the historical Jesus, was not the Messiah, but God Almighty, creator of the heavens and the earth, said he was. Now, that's awesome. All right, moving on to Philippians chapter 2nd. Philippians chapter 2. 
Now remember that the Bible, <laughs> Second Timothy, you don't have to look this up, you can write it down and check it out later, but Second Timothy 3.16 says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, literally, fully developed or fully mature in the things of God. Now listen, all scripture, how much? All. How much is left out of all? None. So that means from Genesis to Revelation, that's all scripture. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. So if God inspired it to be given, I doubt seriously if he would inspire an inaccurate record to be given. Since he's the one putting his business in the street by saying he's the one that inspired it to be given, then if it's inaccurate and there's inaccurate information in it, then he's the one that gave it, so he would be inaccurate. The tree is known by its fruit. So if inaccuracies come out of God, it's because he's inaccurate. That's an awful thing to say, huh? But that's what it amounts to. Okay? So what we're saying then is that when we read these scriptures, we're reading what God inspired to be written. Not what Fred Price inspired to be written. And not what Louis Farrakhan inspired to be written. What God, Almighty Jehovah, Creator of the universe. Okay? All right, now watch this. Philippians chapter 2 and beginning with verse 5, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now notice the two words together. Christ means Messiah, means anointed of God. God inspired this to be written, so God inspired Paul to call the historical Jesus the Christ. Excuse me? All right, watch this now. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Now I wanted to put that together so that you see that this Jesus, this Christ, this Messiah, this anointed one, was the one they nailed to the cross. Now, Mr. Farrakhan said there's a future Jesus, a prophetic Jesus, who's still yet to come. You heard it? He said it, I didn't. But God said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Then verse 8 says, And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. So whoever they nailed to the cross was the Christ. Whoever they nailed to the cross was Messiah. Whoever they nailed to the cross was Jesus. Whoever they nailed to the cross was the anointed of God. Mr. Farrakhan said that Jesus was not the Messiah. Now whose report will you believe? See, Mr. Farrakhan needs to know that. He needs to know that he's giving out inaccurate information. I can't believe, I refuse to believe. It's my choice. I don't believe that he's trying to deceive the people. Because if he is, he's a deceiver. But if he's not, if he's really an honest man, then he'll make a correction. If he doesn't 
make a correction, then he's a dishonest man. Not, not just him, anybody, me, you, anybody, I don't care who it is. When you find out the truth and you don't make a correction, you've got to be a dishonest person. And it was your intent originally to deceive people by giving them inaccurate and untrue information. All right, Philippians chapter 3, if you please. All right. Mr. Farrakhan said that the historical Jesus was not the Messiah, which means then that he was not the Christ, which means he was not the anointed one. Okay? Philippians 3, verse 17. Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. Am I reading the right place? Whoa! Let me get back here to my notes here. Did I get the right place? 317. Philippians 317. That's what I just read. Ow! 317 and 18. Okay? Let me read verse 17 first. All right, brethren. Thought I had messed up. <laughs> Uh, brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of the Messiah. There it is, cross of Christ. So Christ was Messiah. He was the anointed one. And we know that was Jesus because they, he was the one they nailed to the cross. So the Bible supports the fact that Jesus is the Messiah. Mr. Farrakhan said he's not the Messiah. He's telling us there's still a future Messiah coming. That's not what we just read. All right. Go now to uh, 1 Peter chapter 3. Now, I said this before, and, uh, you know, if you don't understand what's happening, you could, you, you could think, oh, I'm just out on the binge to get the man. No, listen, I'm a Christian. I have accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior and Lord about 45 years ago. I've been living 45 years of my life thinking that Jesus Christ was the Messiah, thinking that Jesus Christ was the Redeemer. Now, here comes Mr. Farrakhan with a revelation that tells me he's not, which means then for 45 years I've been deceived, deluding myself, thinking I'm saved when I'm not. If what he said is true, that might not be important to you, you know, hey. But it's important to me, because if I have only one life to live, I want to live it as a blonde. <laughs> All right, First Peter chapter 3. Bet that got your attention, huh? All right, First Peter, First Peter chapter 3, verse 18. Now watch this. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. In that same chapter, go to verse 21. There is also an antitype which now saves us, Baptism, not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ or Jesus Messiah. 
So God inspired this word to be written, and God is calling him Messiah. Now, how dare I call him something else? And how dare anybody else call him something else when God Almighty calls him Messiah? Now, let me point out something here because I said something last time, and you need to see this. Look at verse 18 again. It says, For Christ also suffered once for what? S-I-N-S. Remember last time I made a point about the difference between sin and sins? You remember that? Okay. Now, if you're not careful, this might look like a contradiction to what I said last time. But you've got to be careful. What did I say last time? I said, and I used the reference that John the Baptist used when he saw Jesus coming, and he said, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin, S-I-N, the sin of the world. Okay? And I, I mentioned to you that Jesus did not take away the sins, S-I-N-S, of the world. He took away the sin because when Adam in the garden sinned or rebelled against God, he, he allowed sin to come into the world. So every child that Adam fathered, that child spiritually, from a DNA point of view, a genetic spiritual point of view, the child inherited from the father or the parents, well, the, his children inherited his sin nature, not his sins, S-I-N-S nature, but his sin nature, because it is the sin nature that fosters the sin's action. Okay, now, Jesus died to undo what Adam did in the garden. In other words, to right the wrong that Adam did. Now, what happens when a person accepts, receives, and confesses Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and Lord, from a spiritual perspective, they go back to the same spiritual condition that Adam was in before Adam sinned. You stand before God sinless. That's how God sees you. Now, if you sin and commit an act of transgression, that's why I said last time, we're responsible for doing something about the sins question. Jesus had to do something about the sin question. You follow me? So when I sin, then that's why I have 1 John 1, 9. 1 John 1, 9 has been a misapplied scripture down through Christian history. Christians have tried to use 1 John 1, 9 for sinners to get saved with. It's not a scripture for sinners. Don't you ever give that scripture away to the sinners because if you do, then you don't have any way out of your sin if you commit it. That scripture is not for sinners. Sinners are never anywhere in the Bible ever required, requested, asked for, or compelled to confess their sins in order to get saved. That is a fallacy. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, that if you will confess Jesus as your Savior and Lord, if you confess Jesus with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that's what gets you saved, not confessing your S-I-N-S's, because if you have to confess your S-I-N-S's, that would mean you would have to confess every single one that you ever committed, and you can't really Remember what you were doing 25 years ago at 10.30 a.m. in the morning on a Monday. And if you didn't confess it, you couldn't get saved. So every time I sin 
a debit goes into my account, into my record book. When I confess that thing, it's stricken out and my ledger sheet is clean again. We have to do something about our S-I-N-S's by our confessing of our sins when we commit them. That keeps us then straight before God. But Jesus took care of the S-I-N question. Now, look at that scripture again, 318, 317, because... I want to show you something. If you're not careful in reading, you'll miss a blessing. You'll miss a blessing. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Uh, where I be? Okay. Verse 18. 318. 1 Peter 318. Listen. For Christ. Now watch this now. For Christ, that's Messiah, anointed of God. Christ also suffered. Ah. Notice what it didn't say. Notice what it didn't say in that verse. Notice what it didn't say. What? It didn't say Christ died. It said suffered for S-I-N-S-E. -S John said, behold the Lamb of God which takes away the S-I-N of the world. Now what does that mean there to suffer? Because of the accumulated S-I-N-S -S of the human race, Jesus suffered. You say he died. Well, he did die for the S-I-N, but he suffered for the S-I-N-S -S because of the accumulated sins that had accumulated ever since Adam down through history. Then because of that, that's why he was harassed. That's why he was falsely accused. That's why he was always being shot at. That's why the demons tried to get on his case. And that's why the people came against him, the religious leaders. All of that would be as a result of the S-I-N-S -S being in the world. He suffered. Now, 1 uh, uh, John 5, First Epistle of John. Good to get that, so I'm going to move right along. I'm getting ready to read something now. Another one that we're going to read. That's, I have another one to read, that the awesome is awesome. <laughs> this one that we're going to read now is awesome. But then we're going to read another one where the awesome is awesome. And it's going to be, it's going to be a real bomb. Oh, my, my, all right, First John. Oh, my, 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 my. 1 John 5, verse 1. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves him who begot also loves him who is begotten of him. But I want you to see the truth in this verse that's not written in the verse. But it is definitely implied. Listen to this. The it says, whoever believes. Whoever, whoever. That sounds like, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever or whoever. Now watch this. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ. In other words, whoever believes that Jesus is Messiah. Because Christ is Messiah, is anointed of God, right? Now watch this. Pick up on this. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Now, it's not written in there, but the opposite of that would be 
that whosoever or whoever does not believe that Jesus is Messiah is not born of God. Oh, you didn't get that. Oh, oh you didn't get that. Listen, whoever believes, let me say it this way, there, there, there are two ways to say this, whoever believes, whoever doesn't believe, could I say it that way, would that be grammatically correct, huh? whoever believes, whoever doesn't believe, or whoever don't be believing, okay, watch this now, whoever believes, what? That Jesus is. Now flip it over. Whoever doesn't believe that Jesus is. Right? That's, a, that's the other way to say it. Right? Alright, watch this now. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ or the Messiah is born of God. Consequently, the opposite would have to be true. Whoever doesn't believe that Jesus is the Christ is not born of God. Therefore, Mr. Farrakhan is not born of God. I didn't say it. Ain't no point getting upset with me. I didn't say it. The Bible said it. That, that's what it amounts to. He who does believe that Jesus is Messiah is born of God. The opposite has to be true. Whether stated or implied, it's still true. Whoever doesn't believe that Jesus is Messiah is not born of God. And I just heard Mr. Farrakhan say that the historical Jesus was not the Messiah. Okay. Matthew chapter 1. Ooh -wee. Mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 1. Telling you, boy, this is. <laughs> See, every scripture I read, just every scripture that I read, is just reinforcing in me the fact that I know <laughs> I made the right decision. Amen. All right, watch this, Matthew, chapter one, beginning with verse seventeen. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. From David until the captivity in Babylon are 14 generations. And from the captivity in Babylon until the Christ are 14 generations. Unto the Christ, or until the Christ, that means unto the Messiah. Until the Messiah. Is that right? Is that right? Is that right? Unto the Messiah. Unto the anointed one. Now watch this. Pick up on the way this is worded. So... All the generations from Abraham, all the generations from Abraham to. Now, see, how can I say this? So all the generations from Abraham to, so that means that something's coming after two, right? Okay. But now watch, he says, so all the generations from, from. So, what would that tell you 
by, by the use of the word from, what does that say? What? what? Starting. Starting point. Ah, so, if a thing has a starting point, then it probably, logically, would have an ending point. Ah, oh, good, excellent. All right, watch it. Verse 17, so all the generation from, oh boy, Abraham to David are 14 generations. From David until the captivity in Babylon are 14 generations. And from, and from the captivity in Babylon until the Christ are 14 generations, and there ain't nothing after that. So that's got to mean that the Christ is the last. Which means then that there is no prophetic Jesus coming in the future. The only Jesus that could possibly come in the future is the same one that left here 2,000 years ago. All right, I'm not finished. Here. Now, verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ, Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the Anointed One, it is Jesus Christ. Watch this now. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follow, follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph. That's it. End of the story. Nothing else to say. So we know that the Jesus Christ that he's talking about there is the Jesus that was born by the Virgin Mary. And that's the historical Jesus. And that's the one they nailed to the cross. End of story. But... Mr. Farrakhan said he's not the Messiah. Bible said he is. All right, Luke chapter 2. Oh, my father, are you ready for this? Luke chapter 2. Ay, ay, ay. Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 25. Mm. Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Now, watch this. This was written 2,000 years ago. So if it was revealed to Simeon by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ or the Lord's Messiah or the Lord's Anointed One, then that means that Simeon has to still be alive today. So he's going to be the hottest news story that CNN ever covered, the man who is 2,000 years old. you get that? Because the Holy Spirit said, you're not going to see death till you see the Lord's anointed. Mr. Farrakhan said that the historical Jesus was not the Messiah, but that the prophetic Jesus is the Messiah, and he is yet to come, so that means that Simeon is still alive somewhere. 
Brothers and sisters, all of our financial problems will be over. If we can figure out, we got to get together and pool our mental capacities and find out where Simeon is. Because if we could, can you imagine the story that this man could tell somebody that has lived for the last 2,000 years? Simeon, where are you? <laughs> okay. Listen to, I hope you're getting this. All right, watch this, verse 26. And, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus, so if the parents brought in the child Jesus, then the parents had to be Mary and Joseph. And Mary and Joseph were the parents of the one they nailed to the cross. So, verse 27, he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the, in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up, Simeon did, took him up, the child, took him up in his arm and blessed God and said, oh, get this now, Lord, now, you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Hallelujah. It is. Praise the Lord. Praise the Talking Lord. Talking about Jesus, one they nailed to the cross. Hallelujah. Mr. Farrakhan said he's not the Messiah. Whose report will you believe? That's awesome. That has to be corrected. Now, I have one last scripture. Could place me in jeopardy if you don't, if people don't hear it. I'm not going to read from the Gospel of Frederick Casey Price. Yeah, I'm not even going to read from the book of Frederick Casey Price. I'm going to read from the B-I-B-L-E. And what I'm going to read now is absolutely, this it, is awesome. You'll see what I mean. I mean, I almost, I'm almost, I, I'm almost, I have to read it, but, oh, praise the Lord. Y'all did it. Oh, Alan. All right. You got some of them, right? Still working on them? Okay, good. I see. Praise the Lord. All right. Anyway, uh, th this script, I have to read it, but it is, it is, it's the bomb. <laughs> Did I say it okay? It, 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 it. All right. First John chapter 4. First epistle of John chapter 4. I'm telling you, I don't know. I don't know. My Lord. This is... This is... I'm telling you, this is... Now, y'all heard the tape, right? Did you, how many of you heard, how many of you saw a picture upon the faith vision of Minister Louis Farrakhan? Okay. How many of you heard out of his mouth 
the statement that the historical Jesus was not the Messiah. Did, did you hear that? Yeah. All right, in fact, I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to have you turn to it. I'll, I'll let you look at it after I read it. But I want, you to be, I want you to be watching me when I read this. So that your attention will be strictly on hearing. Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Now, saints, uh, let me just share this. I don't know why Fred Price didn't mention it. Maybe it wasn't on his mind. But uh, the series that I am teaching, the uh, epistle that the Apostle Paul wrote to the Colossians is dealing with Gnosticism. Well, the Apostle John also wrote against this. This is why John wrote this. Because they had some saying, the Gnosticists or the Gnostics were saying that Christ never came in the flesh. And see, Louis Farrakhan is teaching Gnosticism, is saying that Christ, the true Christ, never came. So that's why the Apostle John wrote this against Gnosticism. Okay, now let's resume. That's first John four. Verses 1, 2, and 3. Now that's... <laughs> ah, heavy, heavy hangs over somebody's head. Now, now, now remember... 2 Timothy 3.16 All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Would use my very best thing that this be God speaking. Amen. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit. So I have a right to test the spirit. See, I'm told to test the spirits. Not to try, not a, to try to find fault, but just be sure is this the right spirit? That's all. See, like some of you fools showing your Black faces on television talking about your psychic gave you a three-minute free reading and he told you about this, that, and the other and you don't realize you ain't listening to the right spirit. You didn't test that spirit. I mean, I only say black because it looks like that's the only one on there. Anyway, all right, now, believe it, beloved. Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many, oh my God, not some false prophets, but many. 
many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. And they it even worse today. See, God has not left us in the dark. You can check this stuff out. If you get deceived, it's because you let yourself be deceived because there is a way to check them out. And if you don't check them out, you need your butt kicked and your head whipped and you need every notch you get on your head. You don't have enough smarts to check it out. That's why God put it in there to tell you how to do it. You don't have to be deceived. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ. Not Jesus, but Jesus Christ. Not Christ, but Jesus Christ. So we know that's the historical Jesus. Because the other one ain't even come yet, according to Mr. Farrakhan. So it's got to be talking about the one that's already been here. Did you get it? All right, watch this now. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ, or that is Jesus Messiah, Jesus the Anointed, has come. See, Mr. Farrakhan said he's still yet to come. It's the future Jesus. Uh-uh. Has come is past tense. Is that right? I said it's past tense. Indicative of the fact that the time of the action has already taken place. Okay, watch this now. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come and has come, not going to come in the future, has come in the flesh, is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus, the Christ, has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. I didn't say it. I didn't read it. I mean, I didn't write it. We didn't read from the book of Frederick Casey Price. This is the book of First John. This is the B-I-B-L-E. I really, I, I think that any honest true seeker after the truth will come to see through these many references that there is and always has been only one. Jesus, the one and only. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There's always, there has always been Thank only you, one Jesus Christ, Thank the anointed Jesus. of God, Messiah. Hallelujah. Now, speaking of Messiah, was Messiah, Jesus the Christ, white? Here I go again. Oh, my God. Well, every picture that I have ever seen that purports to be a picture of Jesus the Christ Messiah has been snow white, blue eyes, blonde hair. I asked the question, was Messiah, Jesus the Christ, pure white? Well, we need to find out from the Bible. I have some things to show you in the Bible that can will prove from the Bible that Jesus was not white and will prove that we have been lied to. 
White people have been lied to, black people have been lied to, and it's time for me to quit. Well, saints, that's the end of that episode. Now you see what I meant when I said that you may want to hear more. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to save you the emails, save you the messages. You can still send me uh, any messages you feel free um, to do. And um, if you have any questions about this, you know, just listen to the end of this episode and you can get my email address. You can send me an email. Yeah. I, and I respond. Trust me, I will respond and answer your questions. I always do. But um, what I'm going to do next uh, weekend, I am going to resume my series, the epistle that Paul wrote to the Colossians. And in between that miniseries, which should last about um, eight episodes, I'm going to uh, continue to share Frederick Casey Price's message about whether Jesus was white or not. And, and I can tell you right now, no, he was not. He comes from the lineage of Ham through his mother, Mary. Mary was not white either. So um, you have to remember, we get Jesus out of the Bible. We wouldn't know anything about Jesus if, if it wasn't for, for this Bible. We wouldn't know anything about Mary and Joseph if it wasn't for, uh, for this Bible. So the Bible is how we test the spirits. Okay, always refer to the source. The source is the Bible. Someone tells you something and they don't give you scripture. Well, if they tell you something about Jesus, if they tell you something about Mary, Joseph, any of the apostles, and they don't give you scripture so that you can research it and check it out, don't listen to them. You, you're not obligated to listen to no false teacher. They have many false teachers out here. They all want to be the man. They all want to be the one who has the information, but don't want to give you any scripture to support what they are saying. But saints, look, my prayer for you is that God gives you the understanding so that you can receive it. The understanding so that you can receive it and not just receive it, but receive it in your heart. Because Bible truth, Jesus said, it is knowing the truth that sets man free. So when the truth comes from Jesus and Jesus comes from the Bible, no one can speak on behalf of Jesus if they are not saying that he is Lord and Savior. You can't speak on behalf of Christ. I speak on behalf of Christ. I am a born again, handpicked, chosen teacher in the body of Christ by God himself. I, if you had known me 20 years ago or 25 years ago, you'd be saying, oh, no. No, I know that's not Kamala. Hmm, Dr. Kamala D. Yes, I am. Born again. Holy Ghost filled. Tongue talking minister of the gospel. Absolutely. Filled with the Holy Spirit. So saints, with that said, I, I, let me get ready. I have two churches I have to go to today. And I will see you guys next week as we continue in Bible truth. hope you were enlightened by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this message, you can contact us by emailing talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. If you would like to sow a seed in this growing ministry, you may access the front page on the podcast you are listening to and click on the support button. Or you can cash out the ministry at dollar sign Dr. Kamla D. That is at dollar sign, capital D, lowercase r, 
capital C, lowercase a-m-a-l-e, capital D, and donate any amount. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver, and so do we. So until next time, believers, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not the word of man. We walk by faith and not by what we see. I am your host and teacher, Dr. Kamala D, serving you with Christ Jesus, our Lord, in peace and love. I thank each of you for tuning in, and I hope to hear from you soon. Peace out. <laughs>